Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to Truman's Town Hall with your host, Matt Truman. everybody, it is Matt Truman. Welcome to the broadcast. Ho- hope everybody is having a great week. Remember, if you're watching this video on YouTube, uh, like, subscribe, hit the uh, notification bell so you don't miss an episode. We are live on Sunday, every Sunday at 945 uh, with the Red Rooster. He's a minister. And uh, we, we talk about the Bible and Jesus and Christianity and all sorts of different stuff. So join us on Sunday. Anyway, I've got a lot of news to talk about tonight. A lot of stories are coming out, breaking. And I, without delay, we're going to uh, bring this to you right now. First up. Two Mexican kidnapping survivors return to U.S. reports. The two American citizens who were found alive Tuesday after being kidnapped at gunpoint during cartel crossfire in Mexico have been identified and have returned to the U.S., sources said. Thank God they've returned to the U.S. I don't know the whole background to all of this. But I do know the other day I read that there were four uh, Americans who were uh, taken captive in Mexico just across the border in Brownsville, Texas. Um, Latavia, Tay McGee, and Eric James Williams were rushed to the border near Brownsville, Texas, Tuesday in a convoy of ambulances and SUVs escorted by Mexican military Humvees and National Guard trucks with mounted 50 caliber machine guns. They were found just hours earlier in a rural area east of Matamoros called El Jaro, El Jadio, Longorneo, sorry, I don't speak Spanish, on the way to the Gulf Coast known as Baghdad Beach, a Mexican state law enforcement official told the Associated Press. Just hours after the pair were reportedly found at a clinic in the northeastern border city of Matamoros, a source familiar with the investigation told CNN they would receive medical treatment. McGee and Williams had traveled to Mexico with PALS 
Shaid Woodrud, and Zendel Brown. So McGee could undergo a cosmetic medical procedure. Shortly after they crossed the border from Texas into the crime-ridden border city of Matamoros, located in the northeastern state of Tamaulipas. They were caught in the crosshairs of a shootout between rival cartel gangs. The foursome was then kidnapped at gunpoint by the ruthless thugs. That's that's what they said. I'm not I don't know what's going on. Uh, So anyway, here's a here's a picture of what happened. Um, Just a sad situation overall, folks. Sad situation overall. Um, let's, let's check something else out here. Another news story. We're just going to keep on plugging away. Uh, spying. This is also Mexico. Spying by Mexico's armed forces brings fears of military state. Mexico City. Mexico's armed forces spied on human rights defender and journalists who were investigating allegations that soldiers had gunned down innocent people. Documents show providing clear evidence of the military's illegal use of surveillance tools against civilians. That never happens in the United States. Uh, The government has been embroiled in scandal for years over the use of sophisticated spyware against a wide range of people who stand up to Mexico's leaders. But surveillance experts say this is the first time a paper trail has emerged to prove definitively that the Mexican military spied on citizens who were trying to expose misdeeds. I wonder if government in Mexico is corrupt. That's a wonder. (laughs) Right. Documents and interviews show how the spying that tarnished the previous government has continued under President Andros Manuel Lopez Abrado, who vowed that his administration would not engage in such surveillance, which he called illegal and immoral. Folks, a lot of things are happening around the world today. Uh, That's just a few stories out of Mexico. Man, I I feel horrible for the folks, for that group, that foursome that went down there to, you know, as the story's coming out now, we don't know the whole details. More could come out, but they were going down there for cosmetic surgery that you could probably get in the United States. Maybe it's cheaper in Mexico. Maybe they Uh, Knew somebody down there, who knows what happened, right? But they got caught up in the middle of something and two of them died. Keep them in your prayers. Keep their families in your prayers. Let's, Let's continue on, folks. Let's continue on here. We got a lot of news stories to get to. Um, Wow, this is interesting. Intelligence suggests pro-Ukrainian group sabotaged pipelines, U.S. official says. New intelligence reporting amounts 
to the first significant known lead about who was responsible for the attack on the Nord Stream pipelines that carried natural gas from Russia to Europe. Folks, how deep were those pipelines in the ocean? Do we really believe that a pro-Ukrainian group outside of the pro-United Ukrainian group, the United States government, was able to destroy those pipelines? I'm having a hard time believing that. The New York Times, who carries water for the Biden administration, is reporting this, and we are going to share it with you. Folks, I believe you should have information and decide on your own whether it's credible information that you're going to trust or not. It's up to you. New intelligence reporting amounts to the first significant known lead about who was responsible for the attack on the Nord Stream pipelines that carried natural gas from Russia to Europe. Washington. New intelligence reviewed by U.S. officials suggests that a pro-Ukrainian group carried out the attack on the Nord Stream pipelines last year, a step toward determining responsibility for an act of sabotage that has confounded investigators on both sides of the Atlantic for months. U.S. officials said that they had no evidence President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine or his top lieutenants were involved in the operation or that the perpetrators were acting at the direction of any Ukrainian government officials. The brazen attack on the natural gas pipelines, which link Russia to Western Europe, fueled public speculation about who was to blame from Moscow to Kiev and London to Washington. And it has remained one of the most consequential unsolved mysteries of Russia's year old war in Ukraine. So there was, a, when this happened, there were a lot of experts coming out saying there was only a few countries that could possibly have underwent this mission. Russia, why would they blow up their own pipeline? That's how they earn money. Uh, the United States, we saw the video with President Biden saying that pipeline will not go forward if Russia invades Ukraine, and it didn't. And then you have the, uh, the, the big expose that came out not long ago that said the United States did do it, and, and it went down a little uh, rabbit trail from there. All right. <laughs> We're going to continue to move on, folks. Here we go. Next up. Let me pull this up. This is a video from Jack Posobiec talking with Steve Bannon. Let's check this out. If the Republicans in the House actually call him to account, call him to task, make him come over and testify the way that we're finally starting to see the subpoenas roll out from the weaponization committee that we have seen uh, on the likes of Nita Yankovic just, just last night. But let's be frank here. What we're seeing is a mix of limited hangouts. We saw this last week when Chris Ray came out and told us that, okay, well, it is Wuhan that was behind COVID-19. It was the lab leak. Actually, that was right all along. Even though we called you all, cons you all conspiracy theorists, you were actually right. Now, what are they doing again? 
the New York Times rolling out today, this limited hangout. People need to understand the purpose and the tactic that is the limited hangout strategy. The limited hangout strategy is that when your cover is blown, but you want to maintain your rapport, you want to maintain your credibility with the people that blew your cover, what you do is you say, okay, well, you were right but just about a little bit. And we're not gonna give you the whole thing. You peel back one layer of the onion. So they are admitting now in the New York Times, you have to understand this is not a New York Times report. This is an intelligence press release. The press release says, okay, it wasn't Russia, but we're not going to admit it was us. We're just gonna say pro-Ukrainian group. I say that's the nicest thing anyone's ever called the CIA and MI6. So it was a pro-Ukrainian group, just like Wuhan, just like COVID-19 was just Wuhan, definitely Wuhan, not Ralph Barrick, not Peter Daszak. Don't ask questions about the money flowing through EcoHealth Alliance. Just Wuhan and the CCP. Don't ask any other questions. Senator Rand Paul. Steve, what you're seeing here is a system that is in complete meltdown because they can tell there is one through line to all of this. MAGA is on the move. We're seeing the revelations of Wuhan, the, these new Nord Stream revelations, the CCP spy balloon, the FBI targeting Christians, World War III on the rise, the dichotomy of Biden and Kiev while Trump is in East Palestine. And of course, culminating last night with the Jan 6 revelations, we just had Trump's CPAC speech, we had your CPAC speech, the fact that he was praising your CPAC speech feels like the Gang's getting back together a little bit. Dare I say, MAGA is ascendant, and the system <laughs> is in the early stages of freaking out because they are going to initiate the same pathogen response that they did in 2016, that they did to a greater extent in 2020. And people need to be prepared yeah. for the forces that will be yeah. unleashed upon this movement exactly. in 2024. Hey. Amen. It's going to be released now. By the way, the, the other thing, too, we're going to get to it hopefully this afternoon or tomorrow, the Buttigieg leaking that the EPA authorized, or EPA signed off on the control of release and burn in East Palestine. Of Jack, they hang did. on for one second. So did Josh Shapiro, so did DeWine. <laughs> this is, I tell you what, the forces are right against us. They're going to come in. This is, we've got to break up the, the Ken Griffin, McConnell, uh, Murdoch situation. But all right, folks, you can um, you can believe those guys or not. That's up to you. It should be up to all of us, shouldn't it? It should be up to all of us to to hear everything from CNN to Fox News to uh, <clears throat> to that. Steve Bannon and Jack Posobiec. It should be up to us to decipher in America, in the United States, what is true, what is right. It should be up to us. It should, we should have the freedom to do that. Okay, let's, let's keep on trucking here, folks. Next up. Next up, there is a, uh, a report about uh, China threatening the United States saying, we're, we're going to war. We know about the, the Air Force uh, colonel that said we are, going to war with China in 2025. Let's, let's show this article. Out of the AP News, China minister warns of conflict unless U.S. changes course. Wow. Beijing, AP, Chinese foreign minister, and I'm going to butcher these names and I apologize. 
Quinn Gang warned Tuesday that Beijing and Washington are headed for conflict and com confrontation if the U.S. doesn't change course, striking a combative tone at a moment when relations between the rivals are at a historic low under the Biden administration. And, and we heard the talk, and, and folks, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a, a Trump mouthpiece if you've listened to the podcast, the audio podcast, you'll know I'm not a Trump mouthpiece. But under the Biden administration, we were told that Trump destroyed relationships throughout the world. However, Biden has, that administration has been able to destroy relationships with two of the most powerful nuclear powers in the world, China and Russia. In his first news conference since taking office late last year, Quinn's harsh language appeared to defy predictions that China might abandon its aggressive wolf warrior diplomacy in favor of a more moderate rhetoric as the two countries face off over trade and technology, Taiwan, human rights, and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Washington's China policy has entirely deviated from the rational and, and soundtrack, Quinn told journalists on the sidelines of the annual meeting of China's rubber stamp legislature. When leaders lay out their economic and political priorities for the upcoming year. Well, we knew it. We, we know what's coming. If you live in the United States, you should know what's coming. That's why you need to prepare and prepare you shall. <laughs> All right, let's, <laughs> we got a lot of news to get through and I'm going to try to make it as short as possible just so you have some of this. These are the things that I find interesting and pertinent to us right now. Uh, look at this, New York Post, today's cover after Tucker Carlson went uh, wild, let's just say, with uh, the information given to him by our House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy. Tucker Carlson uh, has been putting on a weeks-long expose of all the footage. Yes, giving opinion. Yes, uh, giving a narrative that, that uh, fits his audience. But at the same time, it's footage we have not seen. And it's important that we see it all. But we weren't given that during the January 6th uh, hearings. We weren't given that. No, we weren't. We were only given what they wanted us to see and hear. Adam Kinzinger, uh, Cheney, right? Republicans, right? They're Republicans. No, they're not. They're not Republicans. They're rhinos. They're left-wing Democrats. But the New York Post, today's cover, January 6th footage shows Capitol cops escorting QAnon shaman to Senate floor. And it sure did. If you watch that, and I've been paying attention, I pay attention to all this stuff. The shaman was walking to lock doors and, it was, and, and the cops were right there trying to open doors for the guy. We knew a lot of this was happening. But uh, go figure, right? Go figure. All right, let's keep on trucking, folks. January 6th, it, it, it's big right now because Tucker Carlson, 
received the, the, all the videotapes from the Capitol on January 6th, 2020. Huh, interesting, right? Maybe after all this is done, after Tucker gets his exclusive, it'll, it'll be given out to everybody else, and I hope it does. Because as I've been saying throughout this broadcast, we need to have all the information. I enjoy other opinions. It might make me change mine or solidify that my opinion is actually right. Okay, let's let's keep on trucking, folks. Next up, AP, right? All the information. Tucker Carlson amplifies J6 lies with GOP-provided video. No, <laughs> that is a that is a a headline that I disagree with. Is it a GOP provided video? No, it was, it's video. Yeah, it was provided by uh, Kevin McCarthy, but where did it come from? It came from the Capitol on January 6th. That's where it came from. Story by Lisa Mascaro, Mary Claire, whatever, they're Democrats probably. Washington AP handed some 41,000 hours of Jan 6 security footage. Fox News' Tucker Carlson has launched a uh, passion new effort to explain away the deadly Capitol attack, linking the Republican Party even more closely to pro-Trump conspiracy theories about the 2021 riot. Okay, I said 2020. 2021 riot. Conspiracy theories. It's on video. Yeah. Were there some people fighting with cops? Sure. Let, let, let our laws take care of that. But were there people staying within the ropes, just walking through like, hey, this is fascinating. Or, wow, I can't believe I'm here. The, the energy is exciting. Were there those people too? Yeah, there were. And those people were probably sitting in an American gulag right now. Yes, I said American Gulag. Sue me. All right. <clears throat> We're going to keep on trucking. We're going <laughs> to keep on moving here. Because uh, Republicans are coming out against Tucker Carlson for presenting his information the way he does. A lot of people don't like Tucker Carlson. I remember him on CNN, Crossfire, wearing his bow tie. Right? Wow, he, he talks about peace with Ukraine. Here's uh, Senate leader Mitch McConnell. Let, let's listen to this guy. Given that you agree with the Capitol Police's very serious concerns about the release of this footage, was it a mistake by Speaker McCarthy to give access to Tucker Carlson of this security footage? My uh, concern is how it was depicted, which is a different issue. Not what Clearly, I want. The chief of the Capitol Police, in my view, correctly describes what most of us witnessed firsthand on January 6th. So that's my reaction to it. Um, it was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at Capitol thinks. Okay. So 
as you know, as we think about this stuff, chief of police, no matter which police department they're in, are they politicians? Would you agree with me? Because I believe the chief of police and, and many lieutenants below them are politicians, just like a mayor is, just like uh, council members are, um, or Mitch McConnell. They're politicians. They're going to deliver a narrative that they are told to deliver because politicians answer to people. The chief of police of the Capitol, he answers to whom? Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, all these folks. That's, that's who the chief of police answers to. And I just happened to tune in to Tucker again tonight. He interviewed a Capitol Police officer, one of the rank and files, who was there. You'll want to check it out wherever you can find it on YouTube. If I play it here, they'll ding me for copyright infringement or whatever. But, uh, yeah, you'll want to check it out. He interviews someone who's not a Trump guy. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. He, he actually uh, acquired a Trump hat to wear through the crowd so he could get through the crowd so people wouldn't mess with him. That was part of the interview. He voted for Biden, and they interviewed him tonight. It's interesting. You you may want to check that out. All right, keep on, keep keep on keeping on. Here we go. Next, next up, let's let's look at this. Okay, so slow down for just a minute. <clears throat> um, I am going to share with you. So. I got to go way down here. So if you if you saw the top of it, Truman's Town Hall, iHeartRadio, this is our podcast, the audio podcast that we do, right? And I've just recently ramped up doing video podcasts. I've done a ton, ton of podcasts. Number 110, United States versus Timothy Allen Hart. Timothy Allen Hart was at the Capitol on January 6th. He's from my hometown. I was able to talk with him. We talked for like an, two hours about what he experienced, what he went through and what happened. He's currently going, he, his house was raided. Okay. Um, on, I forget what the day it was. He, his house got raided, but his family was drug out of his house his 16-year-old son was still, he was sleeping, so he was in his underwear. They drug him out of his house because he walked into the Capitol. He didn't get violent with anyone. He walked into the Capitol. Actually, he describes it as being sucked in with all the crowd. I can imagine that. You're being pushed into the building. Check that out, episode 110. It's on Apple, iHeart, Spotify, wherever you look at it. If you want to learn more about that, it was a great interview and I hope more folks uh, listen to it. 
Okay, up next, got another story. Got got another story for everyone. It is a bill in the Ohio State House. House Bill 62 of the 134th General Assembly. Here it is. Here it is, folks. House Bill 62. It was sponsored by Mike Loichek, District 65. He's a Republican. It's the designate Ohio as a Second Amendment sanctuary state or SAPA, which is... uh, uh, Second Amendment Preservation Act, if I remember correctly. So it's going through the House rep- representatives. It's now in committee um, at the Ohio House of, of Representatives. And it essentially, um, Ohio would be at a, immune to any national Second, any national gun restriction, ammo restriction, whatever the ATF's doing now with, with a buttstock, like they're banning a buttstock. They're calling it a, a pistol brace. It's a buttstock, and they're banning it for what? Oh my goodness! I don't understand this stuff, folks. I really don't. <clears throat> so there's that. Look for it if you're in Ohio. Uh, this it just it. Today was a committee hearing. They were doing that. I wasn't able to make it up there. But uh, Ohio gun owners, who I'm not a great fan of because uh, I joined up and they never sent me my T-shirt, so I'm angry at them. And I'm going to let you know. (laughs) Where's my T-shirt, OGO? Where's it at? You know what? You took my money, but you didn't send me my T-shirt. Anyway. (laughs) I kid. I kid. I have fun and I kid. All right. Let's let's listen to OGO. Why not? Let's listen to them a little bit and see what they say. And I'll let you guys check it out. You can follow them on Facebook. I am joined here right now. It's uh, I guess it's about an hour after the committee got over. I am joined by SAPA professional expert, as what they call them in the uh, actually, I guess I called you that testimony, <laughs> but state representative Jared Taylor, folks from Missouri. He was here in the Ohio State House today to testify on behalf of Ohio gun owners, members, and supporters all across the state of Ohio for the Second Amendment Preservation Act. So Welcome to Ohio, Jared. Thank what you. was what was your uh, what was your uh, impression of the Democrats that kind of gave you the fifth? Uh, you know, degree? it uh, wasn't surprising. It was questions that we heard in Missouri, uh, you know, and so uh, it was expected. But it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoy that type of uh, banter, dialogue, going back and forth, and so uh, I just I I love it. It's so much fun whenever I get to argue and, and put Democrats in their place. I will say just for everybody watching right now, and you guys know my constant frustration about this. I was pretty jealous. I was pretty worked up today. I was pretty envious of of uh, Jared here because, as everybody in OGO Nation knows, they consistently and always refuse to ask me questions uh, when we have gun bills in front of me. I've testified a million times, and they have never asked me a single question. Not one. No, they refuse to. Um, And and so um, I think I was up there for 30, 45 minutes, maybe. Yeah, guys. It was a while. Yeah, guys. It was it was fantastic. I mean, this was uh, 
quite frankly, this is a, a good play, I think, on behalf of Ohio Gunners. It's no secret that there's people on that committee and in this General Assembly, which is right behind us here. We're currently in the Rife building, but it's no secret that over the years we've had to essentially beat a few political barriers. Um, and so uh, it was a, a great testimony today. I thought that uh, the Democrats did a great job of exposing themselves for being the frauds that they are. Um, uh, the Republican questions. What was your impression of the Republican opinion of this bill? Yeah, amongst you know, those committee members, uh, I think it was pretty positive. Uh, I didn't get a feeling that that there were too many questions coming from the Republicans. Um, I think that uh, uh, they pretty much understood it. But it was great uh, exposing some of the the lies that are coming out. Because I'll be honest, when we saw it in Missouri, what we saw was more of the. Uh, uh, the rhinos, you know, coming yes. out in opposition yes. and yes. asking a lot of the questions that the Democrats were. And yes. so, I mean, it was great for the Democrats to do it. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, uh, the more moderate side of the party seeing that, uh, you know, what these answers to these questions are and, and how we're going to respond. And so, yeah. uh, you know, being able to, to just put a stop and put an end to some of the the lies and the misinformation out there about what SAPA does and what it doesn't do, what it allows, and how it protects uh, Ohio law enforcement. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, it's always nice to have Democrats to be the ones shooting at the uh, at the legislation because then it by default is a good Republican issue. So. Um, but folks, I, of course, this is the Ohio General Assembly, and I would be remiss. And just so you guys know, Rob is here today. He's over there. A quick pan over. Uh, we're in the rife across the building right now. You, you get too many guys or too many beards in one frame. It just like <laughs> crams in there. So um, also my brother Aaron Dorr is here. Ooh, I, I, should I do? You can come in and do a, a cameo in just a minute. But um, but uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. But um, as always is the case with Ohio, uh, when, when especially when it comes to gun legislation, we are hearing rumors of an effort that is underway to try to weaken the bill with amendments. And particularly the, um, the amendment I'm hearing rumors about is that they wanna make it so that um, Ohio law enforcement can only enforce federal laws that are passed by Congress. Well, guess what? Um, Chuck Schumer um, controls the US Senate right now. Uh, Joe Biden, at least physically, resides in the White House. We don't know about mentally. Um, probably getting his diaper changed right now. Uh, and then and then we all saw the Republicans this last summer pass a massive, monstrous gun control package. Well, we have a Republican in the legislature that that has uh, uh, gun control. So, yes. I mean, it's, yes. this is this isn't just coming from Democrats anymore. Yes. I mean, it, we've got Republicans. Uh, so. I mean, I can. Well, and, and as everybody watching this this video right now knows that the biggest threats against our gun rights for the last six years since Ohio gunners got started here in the state of Ohio have been Republican sponsored gun control bills. So yeah. there is this movement underway right now. We are doing our best to quash it. We're going around meeting with legislators, meeting with leadership, talking to both sides uh, of the uh, the Republican rift in the Republican caucus, and making sure that they know. We expect them to keep this bill pure because if you don't, it's game on. And when we'll see in the elections, I guess. But um, 
folks, there, oh, go ahead. You have no, something? I was just going to say that, you know, when you contact your legislator, make sure you're clear that we don't want any weakening amendments, that the bill as is, is the way that we want it passed. Yes. Uh, because any weakening amendments um, w will destroy the bill. Uh, there will be no reason to, to pass it if we do like what you said, if, if what we're hearing, the rumors that we're hearing are true, and they want to say that only bills that Congress passed uh, is what Ohio law enforcement is going to enforce. I'll tell you, NFA, NFA. Is, is the is you know the the thing that we're talking about right now yes. with the pistol brace. Yes. Uh, Congress passed that bill, and Ohio cops will enforce it, even if that you know amendment is passed. So that's why it's so important that we say no weakening amendments. Pass it as is. Yes. In fact, one could argue that if they did that and made it so that Ohio law enforcement could only enforce laws that were uh, passed by Congress that would absolutely change nothing about the pistol brace. That's because right. That's where, because the congressional law is where they're deriving their authority to issue this crap in the first place. So yeah, folks, uh, as always, uh, the, the, the rhinos will try to do what they do and water these bills down. We have a link pinned in the comment section. Rob already pinned it right there for you guys uh, to be contacting the members of your, your state representatives on this issue uh, and, and tell them to vote the bill out with no weakening amendments. Um, there's a, another good thing I want to tell you guys. We have secured uh, Senate sponsors for this bill over in the other chamber. We'll be releasing that information for you guys shortly, uh, but we're going to start working through the drafting process. So we're going to have competing bills, one in the House, one in the Senate, um, and uh, and work this from both sides. So, um yeah, what else? Uh, today, uh, we like to be transparent with people, so we just tell them everything that's going on. Uh, that way we're not accused of, of uh, stabbing them in the back ever. But later on today, uh, Representative Taylor is going to be meeting with a bunch of state representatives here in the Rife building uh, to kind of go over the legislation, go over what happened in Missouri, answer questions for them, and, uh, and, and hopefully uh, get this ball rolling. Let me get my mic on here. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, that was a, a little bit from the uh, director, Chris Dorr of Ohio Gun Owners, talking about the bill in Ohio that would uh, restrict law enforcement in Ohio from uh, charging anybody for a federal crime, which to me, as a Second Amendment advocate as a second amendment guy i believe wholeheartedly in the second amendment that that's an important bill however something happened today why they're at uh this hearing something happened in missouri today that was an, a missouri state representative and this happened today let me let me pull it up folks you're not going to believe it from Reason Magazine, federal court strikes down Missouri's Second Amendment Protection Act on supremacy clause grounds. From today's U.S. versus Missouri, decided by Judge Brian Wims, the Supreme Clause provides that the Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, shall be the supreme law of the land, and that the judges in every state shall be bound thereby, and thing in the Constitution or laws of any state 
to the contrary, notwithstanding. By this declaration, the United States, the states, I'm sorry, the states are prohibited from passing any acts which shall be repugnant to a law of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a fight. This is going to go to the Supreme Court. It's going to be the next big thing in the Second Amendment going to the Supreme Court. SAPA, Second Amendment Protection Act. It's going to go to the Supreme Court. I have no doubt about this. And I'm going to be following it. I'm going to be looking into it more. And I'll probably run up to the State House and, and check this out as well. And we'll provide more videos. But... <laughs> I, I wanted to bring that to you because I know folks watching this, either you're for the Second Amendment or you're not. And that's one of the hotbed issues that we talk about here, Second Amendment stuff. I got a pistol sitting right there. I'd like to keep it. I'd like to keep it. Just right there. There's guns everywhere. And I know how to use them. I was trained by the United States military. And they gave me this little badge that said, you're an expert. I'm pretty good. <laughs> anyway, all right. I'm going to end with something because as you see on the scroll, Rooster and Doc Sunday Night Live every Sunday at 9.45 p.m., we talk about God. So I'm going to end with this little ditty. Bringing it up now. Here it is. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. You have a lovely passage where you say, looking at the world today, God... I'm sorry. I'm learning. ...to be making a comeback, but this is a mirage. God is dead. It just takes a while to get rid of the body. There it is. <laughs> God is dead. Most inspiring words I've ever heard. Dr. Noah Yuval Harari of the World Economic Forum. Ever heard of it? How have you been doing lately? Not good. Now, this might surprise you, but believe it or not, I have been offended lately. What's been offending you this time? God. God makes everywhere literally an unsafe space. You've been offended by God? Aside from giving you the gift of life, how has God been offending you? Well, first of all, God gave me the wrong gender. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm supposed to be a male woman. That's a pretty big one to screw up. That'd be like if you go to a restaurant and order a tofurkey sandwich, but they bring you out a tofiken sandwich. That's a big mess. And that's enough to ruin the rest of my month. Like, there's a pretty big difference in which animal you're pretending to eat. And this is at least twice as painful as that. Because it's either God made a mistake giving me the wrong gender, or I mistakenly think I'm the wrong gender. And I think we all know God's more likely to make mistakes than I am. So I think you can see why I'm offended by God's insensitivity. Uh, I'm over here. Ah, there you are. My mistake. And also, God didn't stop there. He gives everyone freedom as their birthright. <laughs> what, is he a Trump supporter? Like, what, does he just not care about people being safe? Free will lets people think, speak, and act differently than I want them to. So obviously, instead of giving people free will, God should give people communist will, where they're completely controlled. That sounds satanic. Yeah, pretty good, right? What else offends you about God? Well, he could do a lot more to promote diversity and inclusion, 
Like he gives people one race. That's very uninclusive to all the other races. It's like, what are you doing, God? He could dramatically improve diversity if he made all of us entirely black, Hispanic, golden retriever, and something else that's also not white all at the same time. But God doesn't want to because he's racist. At least Satan tries to demonically possess all races equally. Equity points for Satan. And by the way, why does God only give us one gender? I think assigning a minimum of 19 genders to each person at birth wouldn't be a bad start. Is that too much to ask? That would increase the odds of him getting at least one of them right. And why does God feel the need to assign any genders at birth? It's like he's trying to play God or something. I'd say, first of all, don't assign anyone any genders at birth. I prefer to play God myself. Thank you very much. And by definition, God assigning someone the wrong gender makes him transformer phobic. That's why God doesn't have an Instagram account. He got canceled for hate. But if he's going to insist on being transphobic and a misogynistic therapist, at least wait until we're 15 to assign us a gender at birth. And how about this for inclusivity? God makes everyone also everybody else at the same time. That would be very inclusive because I identify as everyone and everything. That's who I am. It really sounds like you think of yourself as God. Which would be easier if God's will wasn't interfering with my will all the time. And what about equal outcomes, God? God curses us with the ability to choose how we want to live our lives. And therefore, we have to experience the positive and negative consequences of our choices. Some people choose to do things that give them a crappy life. And it's not their fault that that's how they've chosen to live. It's God's fault for not giving us equal outcomes. I don't know if you can see it, but you're making yourself the victim of God. Uh, excuse me, but don't call me what I am. I'm not a victim. That's offensive. I feel insecure, unfulfilled, scared, angry, and anxious because God's will doesn't obey my will. Have you ever thought of asking God for help? Uh, that doesn't make sense. I'll keep doing the opposite because what I've been doing so far in trying to have less God in my life while trying to play God hasn't worked, which means I haven't done enough of it. Asking God for help wouldn't help anything. But it sounds like you at least believe in God. Kind of. I don't want to, though. Because I realized if I don't believe in God at all, with everything going wrong in my life, then I'd have to accept responsibility for it. But if I still believe in God a little bit, then I can blame it all on God. Taking responsibility for my life isn't something I'm responsible for. But mostly not believing in God makes it easier for me to instead put my faith in the world's leading philanthropists like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates, who are trying to help people by replacing God's way with their way. Clearly, we could make the world an entirely safe space if there was no God allowed. That's what communism does, and that leads to suffering, starvation, and millions of deaths. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that. But it's an irrefutable fact when you look at the history of communism and where it's being used present day, it's very true. Well, it's not my truth. I don't know where you're getting your facts. But turning my back on God gives me the benefit of always lusting for safety, control, and significance. But if I were dumb enough to put my faith in God, I wouldn't be constantly fixated on those things. I'd only have everything else instead.
<laughs> J.P. Spears <laughs> or Sears. I don't know, Spears, Sears, whatever. He's funny. I think he's been shadow banned and kicked off every place. Probably we'll all be here soon. Uh, we'll just start up another whatever we need to. Um, and if you're watching this and you need a tissue, I have one for you. Um, if you're offended. I don't get offended uh, very easily. I don't. And that's why Sunday at 945, I'll have these Protestant dudes on here and they're going to beat me up about what I believe in God. Folks, I appreciate everyone watching this video, uh, watching live, watching later, whenever. I appreciate you. Uh, if you disagree with everything I say, I still appreciate you. And uh, I hope everyone has a great rest of their week. I hope you guys uh, enjoy things, uh, your family, the world, whatever. I hope you, hope you enjoy it. Um, if you want to be on our broadcast on Sunday, just type in the comments, send me a link. We'll post a link up. You can join the conversation. Even if you don't believe the way we believe, you can join us. Just keep it semi-PG and you're in. Thanks, folks. Talk to you later. Uh, we'll be back probably later on this week with another news report if things heat up. Or you can watch us on Sunday. We're here every Sunday, 9.45 p.m. I will talk to you later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.